Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents Monster of the Week. I am your monster keeper, Zach Romero. Now this is going to be a slightly different episode for the second mystery in our little, uh, I guess, audio television play. Because this episode is actually a crossover event. Yes, one of our hunters today is actually a co-host of mine for another podcast that is not officially on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. I'm, of course, referring to Tien Guignol, co-host of the Frightful Failures on Film podcast. Now, he will be playing as a hunter along with Luna, who was a hunter in the last episode. However, they will both be playing as two brand new characters in a brand new mystery put together by myself. So... Uh, we'll start with a quick setup here, uh, learn just the basics of our two main hunters, and then we will begin this mystery. So first up, Luna, you'll be playing the Flake character, the major conspiracy theorist of the game. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your character. Uh, her name is Eve Pinsky. Nice. Yeah. Um... Which, uh, Pinsky is a very reference, right. but um, Eve is actually a thing from X-Files, so I figured that was very a good nice. way to tie it in, rather than be like, I'm Fox Mulder, like, right, obviously it's the flake, but uh, I still get my reference in there. Um, and because I'm determined that all of my characters are some variation of Helena Bottom Carter, she's like Fight Club Helena Bottom Carter, nice. so she's like not put together and just kind of like a fucking nutbag. Um, spends the majority of her time online posting in forums and overusing actually. Uh, her favorite show is a web series by a guy who claims he's been abducted and says there are giants that live inside the moon. Excellent. Which is unfortunately a real thing. I was going to say, that, that is drawing from real life. Yep. Um, and she has stacks of books and essays in the apartment, just pretty much literally everywhere, because uh, she's written all of these essays about the paranormal in an attempt to get published literally anywhere. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, what are your, like, cool moves, your other than just basic <laughs> moves? My cool moves are, uh, see, it all fits together. So I can use sharp instead of charm when I manipulate someone. Ah, oh, very nice. Because my sharp is higher than my charm. Um, suspicious mind. If someone lies to me, I know about it. And I have net friends, and I know a lot of people on the internet. And when I contact a net friend to help, uh, blah, 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 if I do it well, they're available and helpful, they can fix something, break a code, hack a computer, or get some helpful information. So it's the, um, what the hell are they called in the X-Files? The lone, lone gunman. gunman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Net friends are basically my lone gunman. That's amazing. Okay. The other hunter of this mission, uh, Tien Guignol, you'll be playing as the Spooky, a character type that we have had before, but I know you'll be adding something a little bit different to this particular run. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about your character. My character's name is Jeremiah Spitz. He had a life at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not sure he remembers much of it. Um... All he knows is that someone at some point put a bag over his head, brought him to a facility, injected him with various chemicals and alterations and hooked various wires up to him, and now he's got these powers, and he's been sort of on the run, a vagrant living on the street. Not sure if he's uh, acting like a homeless person or he actually is a homeless person at this point. He doesn't have a home, Um, so he... uh, goes under the cover of uh, a vagrant, but is quite literally one as well. So my uh, special moves here are Hex, which adds an extra effect uh, with successful magic. 
a premonition, which is that right at the beginning of the mystery, I'll get to roll for uh, perhaps some kind of a vision of something bad that might happen. And then tune in, which allows me to uh, attune to the mind of a monster or a minion. And uh, potentially get some insight as to what they're thinking or what they're going to do. Okay, excellent. So now it's time to figure out history. So now uh, we go back to Eve. Mm-hmm. And now you have like a selected list, I think, of histories mm-hmm. that you get to pick to go along with Jeremy. Yeah. Um, we're fellow freaks. Oh. It doesn't give any context, and that's why I love it. And that's okay. why I picked it, because it's just like, nope, you're fucking weirdos together. Good, okay. good, okay. Uh, I, well, as, as Eve knows, we were formerly lovers. Good, excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were romantically involved at some point. Uh, may- maybe she'll tell you how that, how that ended up. Okay, so let me ask you this. Did he just basically disappear, and that's why you guys broke up? But meanwhile, he got whipped into, like, the Weapon X program or whatever, but you just thought he just got the fuck out of town? Actually, I like that, because that way when we meet up again, and I'm like, when did you fucking get cool? Like, right. what happened? Okay, all right. <laughs> I think... Uh, I'm trying... Uh, not to, not to uh, you know, break the improv rule. I want a yes end, but I have such a clear, like... <laughs> like... Uh, there's something so funny to me about the fact that uh, <laughs> Jeremiah is so bitter about the fact that you guys were hooking up after he had his powers, so he was able to give you like mind orgasms and stuff. <laughs> so he's so bitter about the fact that any guy you're with now is like, oh really? And he was able to t- tickle your clit with- using only his brain? Alright, I'm into that. I'm into that. I like that quite a bit. <laughs> Then, well, yeah, but if he can do that, then why the hell would we have broken up? Because uh, clearly there was a, the conspiracy of whatever company or grouping did mm-hmm. that to him. Like, mm-hmm. that might have drawn you elsewhere. Or maybe he mm-hmm. was trying to move on. And you're like, no, but seriously, we need to figure out who did this to you. And oh, that's true. Maybe I was trying to write a book about it or something. Yeah, He's like, exactly. can we not relive yeah. this? Okay. Yeah, that okay. could be. Okay. Like something it. along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> figure it out. Um, excellent. Okay. So, um... Just a real quick to give you, to kind of bring everybody up to speed. So as hunters, your basic moves that you can do at any time, uh, you can kick some ass, you can act under pressure, you can help out, investigate a mystery, manipulate someone, protect someone, or read a bad situation. So everything that the story is going to unfold, those are sort of options that you will always have. And then obviously you each have your special super cool moves. So with all that said, let's delve into the mystery of this particular crossover between Wrestling Nerds Radio Network and Frightful Failures on Film. So the hotel that you're staying at, the Aladdin Hotel and Casino in beautiful Las Vegas, has recently been home to a newsworthy man. Lou Halbrook is a schlub from anywhere USA, who out of the blue hit the Binion's Horseshoe Jackpot, the Bellagio Jackpot, and the Nevada State Lottery in the span of three days. He's now worth $300 million. No one is this lucky. Something is up. And so our hook here for doing it as the TV show here as we open, a bellhop nervously knocks on the door of room 217 with a tray of food. Uh, Mr. Halbrook, your uh, steak tartare and raw egg is ready. The hotel door slowly opens and some tourist trinkets and casino chips kind of spill out onto the floor and a grimy, chubby-fingered hand juts out, snatches the food off the tray, knocking the bellhop back. 
Bellhop leaves the tray there, gets up, runs back to the elevators, and goes back down. This is how it has been for the last week. So, we open up to the Aladdin Casino. It's about 10.30 in the morning, so Las Vegas isn't super grimy and sleazy yet. It's not really awake yet. It's not going to be awake till probably noon, maybe 1.30. Yeah, it's like, we're, we're hungover. And point. so, checking in to the Aladdin Hotel and Casino, two former lovers, two definite weirdos, Eve Pinsky and Jeremy Spitz, who haven't seen each other in, let's say, two years or so, maybe? Uh, both checking in to the Aladdin Hotel and Casino. So, obviously, you guys make sort of your, Oh my god, I can't believe this is ridiculous. What are the odds? Ba 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 ba. Jeremy, you're just sort of drifting through town. Eve, you're here for a weirdo convention. But as you're waiting to check in here at the front desk, you hear some grumblings. There's kind of an unease to the Aladdin Casino. This is sort of a retro place. This has been around for a while. But there's a lot of sort of like murmurs and things like that about the luckiest man in Vegas, Lou Halbrook, who's been staying in the executive suite there. So there's a couple of things here in the initial hotel lobby. First of all, you've got your elevators to go anywhere where your rooms may be. Next to one of the elevators is, I wrote here, construction. Now, it's not under construction. There's a lot of shit there. There's a lot of, like pieces of metal and drywall and there's you see one guy standing there just kind of like pissing and moaning to himself there's also the kitchen where you can hear a little bit of commotion there there's also the bar and lounge where you hear a little bit of chit chat and stuff like that but obviously it's still early enough of the day there's no shows running yet violet may who is the owner and keeper of the aladdin hotel and casino comes up welcomes you both to the casino your rooms are almost ready. Um, there's been some changes to the VIP whale who's currently staying there, so things are a little up in the air at the moment. So if you guys just make yourself busy, you know, relax, maybe get something to eat, uh, we should have your rooms ready here shortly. And that's as much context as I can possibly dump on you all at once. All right, thanks. Thanks for that uh, room, lady. Uh, but hang on, hang on. Before, just hold on for a second. I think I'm having a premonition. Mm. Don't start with this again. Mm -hmm. Yes, let's do that. Is that the monster? Six. Six plus two Seven, eight. gives me eight. So what does that mean for your premonition? So for that, um, that will mean uh, clouded images of something bad that is yet to happen. You see in your mind's eye or whatever. You see this grimy, dumpy, egg-shaped man. Looks like he hasn't bathed in, in, in days. Is just sitting, transfixed, counting stacks and stacks of chips. And counting and counting and counting, and behind him you see something, something almost like in a shadow, with its hands just on his shoulders, just egging him on to keep counting, and counting, and counting. Oh. Oh. And then oh. you achieved orgasm right there in the middle of the lobby. Oh. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. That wasn't for the permission. That was, that was from seeing you, Eve. It's been a while. Uh, well then, so if you two Stay here, maybe go to the bar or, or, or the kitchen. I'll, I'll make sure your rooms are ready and, and we'll make a call for you shortly. We'll probably be at the bar. Great! So she walks off. So now, I assume you guys are sort of catching up a little bit here. And you, the, the interesting thing about this is you guys aren't like Scooby-Doo. You aren't like crime fighters. So I can't just be like, the monster's clearly here! I guess you guys are going to have to come up with the reason well, of like, we got to figure this shit out. Something weird's going, going on. going to be like, is it too early to technically investigate a mystery because we don't really know that there's a mystery afoot yet? Or is it mm. just like, go poke around and wait till something pops out? That's a good point. Um, I would say the former, probably. Yeah, we think you can probably, you know, um, investigate something if you'd like. 
Okay, so probably we've uh, agreed to be civil at least until the rooms are ready. Civil, right? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Civil. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it now. Good, good, good. Yeah. It's the newly changed a bit. It's the newlywed game. So, uh, <laughs> what's your uh, what's your poison here, Eva? Order you something. Uh, yeah. What is what is what is Eve drink? Oh, whiskey on the rocks. At ten thirty in the morning. You're in Vegas, it's baby. Vegas. While you guys are sitting at the bar, you're having your drinks. What is what's Jeremy drinking, by the way? Something with an umbrella. <laughs> a big banana daiquiri. I'll take a Cosmo. <laughs> He's a well-versed man. He's a man about town. So uh, while you're drinking your whiskey in the rocks and a Cosmo, uh, you notice at the other end of the bar a man dressed like if a boo from Aladdin fucked Elvis Presley. That's what's dressed at the end of the bar. That's uh, pretty normal. That's the sl- That's the slotty Sultan. He's the resident the lounge. Slotty Sultan. Slotty Sultan. Oh. He's the resident lounge singer of the Aladdin. He's been there longer than just about anyone and has seen all the ups and downs of the Vegas Strip. Uh, he probably should pr- spring for a new jumpsuit, and his fez is starting to look a little red. Because I can use sharp instead of charm when I manipulate someone. Because my sharp is plus two instead of charm is plus two. So give him the old crazy eyes. Mm. Like, well, keep in mind, we can you know play this kind of natural because we, we don't know anything's going on, and we don't true. know this guy knows anything. Exactly. That's true. So there's no reason to, you know, so we can kind of... Well, I imagine he just starts talking at us. Oh, yeah, no, no. He's like, hey, are you two? How's the strip treating you, huh? Bright light city. Go to. Hey, all right, all right. How are you two doing? Oh, drinking a little early? It's always five o'clock here in Vegas, am I right? Oh, my God. It's the first thing we've agreed on since we've met up here at the hotel. Just, oh, sweet Jesus. Are you buying? Hey! All right, I'm placing a hex on him. He's becoming more Beetlejuice as I'm doing the voice. I highly advise this guy to get on my face. Uh, on my face. <laughs> hey, guy, whatever. The day's young. Alright, fine. Well, I mean, you can sit on anybody's face in well, Vegas. I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. So I just can go get a room. So is somebody gonna try to manipulate this guy, or am yeah, I well, gonna I'm do trying this? To I'd like to try to, 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 like like to, try to manipulate him romantically. <laughs> Can I do that? I've got an strange attraction to this man all of a sudden. Alright, so basically, uh, I figure I'll try to see if he ha- he has anything like worthwhile in his noggin. Otherwise, okay. I'm just going to try to get rid of him kind of a thing. Because sure. otherwise, okay. it's like, this guy has way too many words this early in the morning. Like, True. There's not just, enough whiskey in the world. Yeah, like, is there any reason for you to exist here or what? So are you going to roll to manipulate? Yes. Eve, why are you bothering this guy? What, 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 is, what does he know? Why are you even here? I don't know, it looks like he's been around the block. He might know something good. Maybe another good bar or something better than this. That's true. Maybe he'll know how to get out of here. Uh, eight, technically, because it's a six so, plus sharp okay. for a two. So, uh, you hit him with the crazy eyes, mm-hmm. which sort of slows his roll a little bit. And, uh, he's like, oh, wait a minute. Are you guys here about Lou? About Big Lou? Oh, man. That was the damnedest thing I've ever seen in my life. I've known Lou Halbrook. So now he just plops right next to you, by the way, and like kind of shakes his glass a little bit. Like he's just one of the gang now. He's like, oh, I've known Lou Halbrook for years and years, and that guy was a loser. He's really the best guy. Loser. He just couldn't, he just didn't have it. Seen him get thrown out of I don't know how many bars and casinos. Just, the guy's got the bug and can't seem to win it. But, uh, yeah, last, last, uh, end of last week, I see Hal come running in here. He said he just hit the big one. I'm like, okay, Hal. Hitting $50 in the big wheel is not the big one, but he claimed he had hit some huge jackpot. And I thought, wow, you know what? 
Good for him. Good for him. Everybody gets one. And then the next night he comes rolling in again, saying he won Bellagio's big thing, and I was like, is this guy Danny Ocean? Like, it's gotta be some kind of ripoff thing, right? And then the next night he wins the state lotto? I go, that's not, that's not a Danny Ocean thing, right? And if it was, why would you be stupid enough to say, hey, I won all this money, and I'm staying right here, in this place, in public view? There can't be a scheme for that. You can't... Maybe you could rip off one casino if you if you had the smarts, which Lou doesn't. Maybe you could rip off two, but two casinos and the, the state lottery? I'm telling you, man, that guy had to have sold his soul to somebody to make that kind of thing work. Now, I am way too sober for this. Barky, burp, 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 come on now. And he just keeps fucking rattling off about, like, trying to... He's basically trying to upsell you guys to come see him later at the at the lounge act and blah, blah, blah. So now my question to you guys is, so now are you thinking that something's up as your spider sense is tingling? And you're like, hmm, there seems to be something kind of funky going on around here. Sometimes I just sense something. Before I even walked into this hotel, I, I saw a guy. I, I don't know if it was the guy, that terrible Elvis impersonator was thinking about, but I don't know, there was somebody, somebody, and it felt evil, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's just, yes, I don't know. (laughs) So like I said, you've got, you still have, there's some clanging going around in the kitchen, and then there's also this one guy with construction, and again, it doesn't look like there's a ton of stuff, but there's just piles of fucking stuff over there, like there's just like pieces of metal, and there's some drywall and shit. And then, uh, so those are basically your two other, like, things of note that is happening right now. Bartender, I can walk around with my Cosmo, right? It's Vegas! Of course you can! Alright. Uh, let's see, we're closer to the kitchen. We can probably go check that out. You'll wander into the, the yeah, kitchen area. Well, I got nothing better to do. I'll come with you, Eve, I guess. Well, oh, I should mention that you guys mm-hmm. don't have to be joined to the hip if you don't want to. There's no penalties for, um, splitting up gang if you oh, choose boy. to. Well, if that's the case, uh... Eve, I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm gonna head over and visit this construction over here. Okay, right? perfect. So oh, let's enjoy your hard hats. So we'll start with Eve in the kitchen. Yes. So I, I'm assuming you're going like past the restaurant and actually like kind of easing into the kitchen area. Yeah, like there's the, the door with about. the big round window. Yep. So I'm gonna look through the window. Okay. Um, so at that point, investigative mystery. Very good. Okay. So with investigative mystery roll plus sharp on a ten plus hold two on a seven nine hold okay. one. Six. Four. Oh, six. Jesus. Yeah. Apparently the window is covered. Yeah. It's fog. <laughs> right. So. I can't see shit. But you hear there's some clanging going on in there, and someone's called somebody a fucking donkey. Um, so there's some there's some trouble brewing. So now you're going to sit and think, okay, am I actually going to try to poke into the doorway and try to manipulate somebody to let me figure out what's going on so I don't just get thrown out? You're going to think on that for a second. Okay. Meanwhile, we cut to Jeremy, who has wandered over to the construction site. Um, are you going to investigate a mystery? Or are you going to... Well, what am I seeing over here? Okay, so there's your, your lone construction worker guy, hard hat, very well-fitting tool belt, mm. really accentuating the love handles. That's what I like. And uh, he's just sort of like murmuring to himself as he's moving shit around. He's like, this is fucking ridiculous. I cannot leave this place and and so you're seeing a lot of metal pieces um there's some like decorative wall mounted pieces that are just just yanked out there's no like finesse here it just got crowbarred out you see that there's some um some metal statue work as well 
that has like huge dents in it now and is just sort of like laid in the corner next to the elevators. This has just be kind of become the makeshift workspace. So yeah, you can either, you can investigate or um, you could try to manipulate this construction guy to figure out what's what exactly is going on and why in the middle of the like hot season of Vegas, in the middle of their claim to fame at this casino, is he ripping shit out? Now, all, right, all right, I'm going to manipulate it. I'll see what there happens. You roll plus charm, which you have a whopping zero on. Mm. Seven! Okay. So you come up and uh, you kind of tap him on the shoulder. And uh, yeah, I think you should try to play it up like, you know, you're just a regular guy. Like you're just like, hey, fucking working hard or hardly working, like that kind of thing. Give it a shot. Uh, <clears throat> uh, hey, buddy. Uh, Ignore the fact that I look like I'm a homeless off the street. I'm just a normal patron here at your establishment. Uh, hey, you working hard or you not doing anything right now? That's so natural. Thanks. <laughs> so he kind of gives you the once over and he it's clear on his face that he's looking for somebody to, to vent to. Like he's, he's, a, he's a complainer and he's just been looking for somebody and despite the fact that you look shabby as hell... Uh, you're just the right guy. He's like, hardly working. Let me tell you. Less than two... Oh, by the way, uh, 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 I'm Nolan Stogel. I'm the, uh, I'm the construction expert here. Less than two years ago, me, I personally put in beautiful, classy, elegant, brushed iron decorative... All the the the, the top the bottom even you got, you came out of the elevator and oh so classy and they had these beautiful iron statues that were there the little genie little lamp it wasn't it was very classy it wasn't offensive nobody was suing like less than two years ago I put in all the backbreaking labor to put all this shit to make this place look nice and one asshole who wins money comes in and starts making changes to these hotels. Got these demands of, oh, we can't have anything like that on my floor. Oh, I don't want anything like that on my floor. I don't know if he doesn't like the architect or he doesn't like the sculptor or whatever, but he demanded that we take all this shit out of that whole floor. And Violet, who is running this place, I guess saw enough money, she's just like, yeah, no problem. Doesn't matter that this is less than two years old. We'll just rip all of this shit out and waste fucking Nolan's time, so... All the work and effort that we put in just tore this shit out because one guy with money was like, yeah, I don't like that. So all this iron work just ganked out and just thrown in the street. They don't even have a proper place to put this stuff away. That's why it's just here. It's just tucked here by the elevator, just laying around because they got no place to put this yet. This is, a dumpster is not going to take a bunch of fucking two tons of iron work. It's not going to just fit in a dumpster. So now we're just sitting here until we come up with something better. It's the stupid fucking thing I've ever heard. Well, hang on, hang on here, buddy. You know what? Uh, do you know who this guy was? The one guy who didn't like it? Do you know anything about him? No, he's just some asshole who won a bunch of money, I guess. I don't know. He won the lottery or he won a jackpot thing or something. I don't fucking know. But apparently he's got enough money that he just gets to make the rules. No rules! No rules for the man with money. So you can just come in, stay in the fucking executive suite, and then you can just demand that they waste my time and have me rip out everything. Look at this! Look at the, the, the molding on the side. This isn't even, like, well done. This was a crowbar that we had to take to this thing. 
And now, uh, now that floor, by the way, the fancy executive suite that this guy has spent all of his money to rearrange now looks like a construction zone because this is a bunch of holes in the wall where we had to rip all this shit out. I have an interjection question. Mm -hmm. Since I didn't get into the kitchen, can I overhear any of this or no? Uh, no, you guys are going to have to like powwow at some point. But, great that you mentioned that because now we're going to jump back to the kitchen. So has Eve mustered up enough confidence to actually bust in this thing and try sure. to start asking questions? Yeah. Well, before you bust in, the door, boom, gets kicked open and this poor waiter gets sent home. And the, uh, the head chef, Patrick Belford, is like, you goddamn donkey! How fucking hard is it to fucking follow directions? So now you can kind of sneak into the kitchen a little bit. And, since you established in the setup that uh, you were uh, Helen Bottom Carter from Fight Club, mm -hmm. you're dressed in all black. Just so happens the waitstaff is dressed in all black. <laughs> so you get to kind of waltz in a little bit there, and you're not immediately like, hey, get out of here. You look like you might be the help. So you're rolling plus sharp, I believe? Yeah. Sharp plus 11. two. Uh, nice, okay. Ula. Way to go. First, first decent one I've had. Ula came at 11. So, okay. so, so you, you get, times. what, two holds? Yeah, so you yeah. get to ask two of those questions. Okay. Um, what happened here? So, little Johnny, the waiter, um, is trying to be uh, America's Next Top Chef. And so he felt that the food that was going out to uh, one of the rooms... In, in fact, room number 217 uh, was tasting a little bland. So he took a little pinch of salt and he threw it on top, and uh, head chef Patrick Belford completely flipped his fucking lid about it and just threw the kid out until it sent the kid home early. And so now you can see uh, Chef Belford is just scooping the food into the garbage and has to start over. And he's just like, ah, you've got to be kidding me with this. Um, I guess what's being concealed here? Good. Okay. I will read what I wrote here for, for uh, Mr. Belford, the head chef. A head chef at the Aladdin Hotel and Casino has received adamant demands from Ultimate VIP Lou Halbrook for a strict no-sodium meal prep for all of his dishes. So that's what's being concealed here, is that the patron in room 217 demands there is no salt, no pepper in any of the dishes that he is being delivered. After that, Chef Belford hands you a tray that has a couple of salad bowls on it, and he's like, that's for table 4E, get out there quick, and where's your goddamn name badge? And you walk out of the kitchen, and then... Oh, I definitely just dump it in the trash. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. wondering if that was going to be the case. Well, so, fuck that. You know, that's that's my, my job, <laughs> fuck yeah. you. So now I guess you guys can sort of meet up uh, in the middle here in the lobby, and sort of discuss, kind of catch each other up, so... Um, brainstorm a little bit here. What what do, what do we know? What do we know about what the hell's going on? Um, I think it seems pretty obvious that uh, you know our our perp, you know, of uh, any amount of weirdness that's happening here, which we're not even dead set on. I don't know that if I walked into a a casino that had some construction going on or some picky customers, that I would automatically assume the worst or assume that there was. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a demon manipulating but someone. You had a premonition. So yes, that's of how course. you know for sure. Yes. So, um, so our our Lou Halbrook, who's currently staying in the executive suite, which I believe is room two seventeen. Then, in that mm -hmm. case, um, I think we should probably either try and find any management in the hotel to really get, like, the full lowdown, or just straight up just go to room 217. But. Well, that's true. You could try to talk to the owner. Well, since she 
knows all of the things, um, or has written essays on several things, it's pretty clear that it's some sort of ghost. Between because if we've had this conversation about like, all right, well, what did you know? He goes, well, the construction guy told me the weirdest shit, but putting the heavy emphasis on the iron, and then we get, oh, well, that's weird because the guy said he didn't want any salt, like. What does salt and iron sound like to you? Like, well, that's kind of a ghost thing. Like, that's fucking weird. But if the guy hit the jackpot... Well, I will maybe, say, yeah. I did my research, and he's closer to it. It is a demon. It's not a ghost. God, was I'm sorry. I did my research, man. And that's well, what I said. totally didn't... I, I would have been super-duper impressed if it was, like, salt and iron related, because I didn't even pick up on that at all. That's, that's super what that is. Yeah, those are the weaknesses of demons in Supernatural, I think, the show. But my question to you is, if you know this thing hates these things, are you tr- bringing, are you just going up to investigate or are you going up to like fight this thing? Because my question is, are you bringing anything that you've discovered? Like, are you going and trying to grab supplies or are you just going to kind of visit and see what shakes well, loose? Because that might be the best course. Maybe, maybe someone investigate first. Okay. Because like you mentioned talking to the owner, like, like maybe we could try to talk to the guy, like Lou himself, because okay. at this point we don't know. Very true. Is he a demon? Is there That's like other shit going on? So maybe that way. Okay, I like that. I, I like just didn't want to jump to the battle too soon, like storyline wise. Like, no, that's totally legit. So, hello, Violet May. Men. Violet May, the keeper of the Aladdin Hotel, comes up. Well, hello! Yes, your rooms are ready. So, right this way, you'll be staying uh, below the executive suite. You'll be staying at our regular. Uh, Basic rooms? No, no, the. Uh, the Agrabah suite! <laughs> um, so, here's, here's uh, your keys and your keys, and, uh, and right this way, and so. She starts to walk you towards the. Seeing so you got just one executive suite in this place. Or? Oh well, um, for conventions and things like that, and, and for particular high rollers, uh, we'll kind of rope off the the executive floor um, to to kind of give them enough space to to, to enjoy themselves. Um, the, there are rooms available though, but they seemed a little out of your price ranges, so we're gonna go with Agrabah instead. Okay, um, give her some you... mad eyebrows right now. Right. Like, I don't assume my price range. Can you tell us, uh, who, 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 I'm just curious, I'm a curious guy, uh, who's in the executive suite right now? Oh, well that's the luckiest man in Vegas, Lou Halbrook. He's uh, decided that the Aladdin is his home away from home for the time being, so he actually comes out, if you're, if you're looking to meet Lou, uh, there has been a couple times where he's come out and had some autograph sessions and things like that, although it's been a few days since... Uh, since that occurred, I, 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 I don't know, maybe he's feeling a little under the weather, but uh, nevertheless, here are your rooms, and so she... Well, I wasn't expecting that to work, you think if some random person just came up and started asking about our room, she'd give us all our information as well? Well, to be right. fair, Lou is literally showcased on the sign, luckiest man in Vegas, like, they're cashing in on the fact that he's staying exclusively at the Aladdin, which is kind of what the slotty sultan had pointed out, that, like, if this was a scam... He wouldn't be dumb enough to announce, like, this is where I'm staying, by the way. I thought you said his name was the Slutty Sailor. <laughs> that was when the Aladdin was an aquatic theme. Oh, now it's, now it's Agrabah. Used to be Atlantis. Right, exactly. So here are your rooms. And so the rooms are fine. They're okay. Are they right next to each other? Uh, yes. Do we have the door that connects? Yes. Okay. Oh, the door. <laughs> the weird door. But it has two doors, right? Yes. So they, they both have to be open Correct. to have access. Correct. And there's, the TVs are right next. They're both on opposite sides of the wall. So if one of you is watching porn, the other one will be able to hear it. So just keep that That's in mind. That's important, okay. yeah. Keep that in mind. So Violet's about to fuck off. Is there anything else you guys want to try to ask or manipulate or do anything? I'd like to manipulate her. Yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> so what do you do? Are you going to like... 
put your hand on her shoulder and just be like, no, but for real. She's going to look in my eyes like fucking Ghost Rider. <laughs> She's going to give me the answers I'm looking for. Okay, well, roll your damn dice. If I can. God damn. Oh, boy. God. She takes your hand and fucking takes it right off her shoulder. What about you? Are you going to try to crazy eyes her? Yeah, I'm going to let me apologize for him, and then I'm going to try to uh, I'm so manipulate sorry. her. Wow. Stuff. And then just... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can Seven do plus. a sharp uh, nine. Oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah. Are you looking to try to get, like, her real Like, physically, feelings? or what am I trying to get? Out? No, physically, I just assumed that you were like, oh, I'm sorry for my friend here, and then, pew, you gave the crazy eyes, and now... <laughs> Only if it makes that noise. Um... Yeah, just probably trying to see, like, what, maybe how she feels as the owner. Like, okay. oh, you don't think it's weird that he's monopolizing the top floor? Like, it seems like that'd be bad for business. So now that you're giving her the crazy eyes, yeah. you can tell that she's pretty uneasy about this. That, yeah, the money's nice, that he's throwing around enough money to make these kinds of changes and things like that. But she's creeped out. And she hasn't gone to the executive suite to, like, see him in, like, days. Because it's freaking her out. There's something weird. There's been some disappearances. There's been, like, staff gone missing. Shit's gone missing. It's weird. It's becoming its own little right which is too deep in now to try to give him the boot. So she kind of spills her guts a little bit about that and then kind of, like, shakes out of the trance of your crazy eyes and, like, uh, if there's anything else that you guys need, just call us up at the front desk. Bye! And so, obviously, you kind of catch Jeremy up with, like, okay, here's what the crazy eyes told me. So now, do you guys want to try to go check out the executive suite? Because it's not like the elevator's like locked or anything like that. You guys could go and see what's going on. Or I need a nap. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's been, a, it's been a busy day. What's on the pay-per-view? I'm going to take a <laughs> little see. cat nap. I want to see if the greatest showman's out yet. The greatest snowman. Where Hugh Jackman is taunting police as a serial killer. Yeah. What a what a film, Mr. Policeman! I left you all the clues. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, Jeremy takes a little nap. I'm and gonna take a nap. You, uh, I guess, study some notes. Uh, yeah, I'll unpack and like and take we'll, around my laptop. And we'll uh, yeah. we'll take a commercial break. Okay. Well, kitties, that is the first half of our Monster of the Week Vegas vacation. Now, we're going to be doing something a little bit different here. If you want to hear part two of this adventure, you're actually going to have to hop over to the Frightful Failures on Film SoundCloud account. That is where the other half of this saga will be held. It should be up uh, in a few days. So feel free to hop over there. Slap a subscribe on them and listen to the thrilling conclusion of our adventurers seeking out the demon of greed in the streets of Las Vegas. Hope to see you then.